0: You're tuned in to Jazz 88, and this is live from Studio One. We're in the studio <laughs> um, with Kiefer and his band. They just wrapped up a show at the Fine Line yesterday on October 20th, and they're here for a few songs. Great to have you guys in. It's truly an honor. This is the first time this space has been used since the pandemic. So uh, thank you. Oh, wow. Thanks so much. Happy to be here.
1: Yeah. Um, good morning, everybody. I'm assuming it's the morning time. Is that true? Actually, maybe not. It's the morning now. <laughs> It will not be when you hear this. Yeah. Um, but uh, w- whatever time it is that you're tuning in, um, we're about to play some music. We're going to play a tune that was made famous by Bobby Hutcherson, but I learned recently. It was actually written by George Cables. Uh, this is a tune called Montara. Shall we? One, two, one, two.
0: You're tuned into 88.5. My name's Justice Sanchez, and uh, we just are glad to be in the studio with Kiefer and his band, and he's, you know, pretty much fresh off the release of his latest album, When There's a Love Around, and uh, just wrapped up a show at the fine line, and overall, how have the show's been going since you've been out?
1: Well, uh, first off, thanks so much for having me. Really happy to be here. Um, the shows have been a lot of fun. You know, we are 11 deep. We've got nine to go, and uh, it's been really great. A lot of people coming out. You know, when I started making music, didn't think that we'd be playing to audiences of this size. And um, it's, it's been really in- inspiring and, and great. So, very thankful.
0: That's great. So, your new album, When There's Love Around, it is, from what I've been hearing from it, it's more of a full band sound compared to some of your other albums, where it's just you on the piano with some beats. So, what was the choices that you made there?
1: Yeah. So, you know, playing in groups is where I come from. You know, I am a jazz musician primarily. However, when I graduated school, I studied um, under uh, Kenny Burrell at UCLA. And when I graduated school, I um, started producing more solo stuff, kind of, you know, beats with piano solos essentially, just because I lived in a part of town in LA where my friends weren't nearby. And I also needed a way to make some music and it was also is affordable. I could make my album pretty much on a zero budget. Yeah. Um and then as my audience grew, um, I knew that at some point I would like to transition into what is, you know, my more natural state, which is playing in ensembles and arranging music. Um, I think arranging is one of my stronger uh suits. So mm-hmm. uh yeah, so on this album this was the first time where um I actually got to showcase some of that. Um and, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot more fun yeah. playing with people.
0: That's cool. I can sense that when you guys are, you know, in studio here. Mm. And uh, so another question I have about the new album is, it seems like, a you know, kind of a, a very uh, positive album. And, you know, it's called When There's Love Around. Can you explain any of the themes from it?
1: Yeah, I think um, my music is pretty consistently optimistic. I'm definitely an optimistic guy, just in kind of the way I see the world and, the way that I think, but with When There's Love Around, uh, that's a tune that was written by Styx Hooper of the Jazz Crusaders, mm, yeah. um, It is not my tune, but it's my favorite tune to play with the band, You know, or at least um, when we first started playing it, it was just like such a, a nice thing, such a warm sound, and uh, you can just, you can feel that, you can feel the aura around the, the song itself, and so I, I wanted to make that kind of the centerpiece of the album. Uh, this is before COVID was a thing. This was mm-hmm. like in twenty nineteen. So um I, I felt I had like the centerpiece and then we recorded a you know, a bunch of other songs and things. Then ironically, COVID happened and you know, this song and album about togetherness was being suddenly was being made in a time when there wasn't a lot of togetherness. So that was just kind of an interesting juxtaposition of just time and place wasn't intentionally supposed to be about that but but uh yeah um and then we just you know made a bunch of other songs around that um some songs about about me about family about my friends yeah about my identity and how i fit into all of that and that's kind of what it's about
0: i guess okay this is 88.5 my name is justice sanchez and we're live from studio one with kiefer he just wrapped up a show at the fine line here on october 27th now he is in studio with us very glad to have him here, and Kiefer, can you introduce the band and then uh, introduce the next uh, song that you're going to perform?
1: Um, absolutely. Jonathan Huber on keys, and Leonard Simpson on alto, Luke Titus on drums, and Andy McCauley on bass. Um, so, pretty cool. And then I'm, I'm playing keys as well. Um, my name is Kiefer, once again, you know, for those of you who don't know. And uh, that rounds out the ensemble. So for the next tune, actually two tunes, we like to play these two together. Um, We're gonna feature first our wonderful keyboardist, Jonathan Huber, as well as our alto saxophone player, Leonard Simpson. Um, They're gonna play Stardust. Um, I really love to have them uh, play this tune um, before we go into one of my originals called Auditie's Love, which was written for my grandmother. Uh, But I love having them play this first because they just have such a wonderful Melodic and harmonic sensibility and it really sets the mood so uh, we're gonna lead off with stardust which is written by hoagie Carmichael and Then go into one of my originals oddities love
2: Thank mm-hmm. you. I'm mm-hmm.
0: This is Kiefer in studio here at Jazz88, and it again has been really great to have you in. Last question. Yeah. I know that you were featured on Certified Lover Boy a little bit. True. Did you get to meet Drake, or did you... <laughs> no. <laughs> That's why I kind of figured. I do not have
1: that security clearance yet. Um, <laughs> no, uh, that was a really cool opportunity, though. Uh, the producer, 40, his producer asked me yeah. to record some piano bits. So there's some, like, solo piano on that album, which is kind of cool. That is neat. Um, it's only a 10-second snippet, but, you know, it's a high-value 10 seconds, I, I bet. think, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, like, as a, a peripheral fan of Drake, and just, like, Drake as the cultural and pop culture person, it's like... Oh yeah. I don't exactly know who that dude is exactly. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't even feel like a real person. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's, yeah, I mean,
1: he's a legend. Yeah. obviously. I mean, he's got more hits than almost anybody ever. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, so that was a pretty funny call to get, you know. It's <laughs> like, "Hey, do you want to do some solo piano for Drake?" It was like, "Give me like over a beat." And they're like, "No, like just send us some solo piano snippets." I was like, "Okay, wow. great." So I just sent over some some solo piano, yeah.
0: That's fantastic.
1: Pretty cool. Yeah. Just on my upright in my bedroom. Oh, know. cool! Didn't even go into a studio. I think it might have been. It was a. I think it might have been a voice memo actually. Wow. I can't remember. I, but uh, yeah, pretty cool.
0: Musical magic. Well, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we do what we can. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's cool. So, um, this is a little bit of a backtrack. But between days, was that a pandemic album that? Yeah,
1: definitely. Okay. Um, uh, between days, I made that in I think February of twenty was that this year? Yeah, twenty one. Mm-hmm. And uh then we dropped it like a few months later, like I think in April or so. And really the point of that was we had uh, you know, when this Love Around was supposed to come out, um I turned it in in, like January
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then my label was like, Well, we're gonna drop this in like late August. And I was like, What? And I was <laughs> like I was like that's gonna take so long. And uh, But they had a really good reason for doing it. Uh, but then I was like, okay, well, cool. If we're going to wait eight months, and then I did the math, it will have been two years since my last album, I said. So, so if my audience is waiting for two years between albums, I don't like that. It doesn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. So I decided to give them a little more music. So yeah. uh, between days, literally between albums, between days. You know, I don't know. Also, just the, the feeling that I had throughout the year, I'm sure a lot of us had, that we were just kind of running out the clock on this whole COVID thing and, you know, um, so that was just, like, my personal experience with that. So I just whipped up some really quick, uh, some really, some of the, st- you know, strongest beats I had made over the past year and just finished them and cool and just played some heartfelt music I felt and just put it out really quick.
0: Yeah, yeah. and on top of that, there is, I don't know if you're completely covering In Between Days by The Cure, but you're at least referencing it.
1: Yeah, no, there's a, there's a cover. Um, yeah, Between Days is a cover. Um, that's one of my all-time favorite songs. Mm-hmm. It's so great um and even though the you know the actual meaning of the song originally is like entirely different um i'm just really attached to the opening lyric which is um you know yesterday i felt so old i, I felt like i could die is the first lyric it's mm-hmm. just like man and i think like part of that um the way i felt this year is like the first year where i felt old i'm not old i'm 29 but i felt like it yeah and i was like damn like you know, this, you know, that was, like, the first time I think our generation was really faced with, like, one of those, like, truly global huge events. Mm-hmm. You know, in prior generations, there was, you know, World War Two or whatever. We didn't have, you know, something of that magnitude yet. And that was the first time I was like, oh, damn, like, we're really, like, going through something, you know, global together right now. And it made me feel old. Yeah. Like, we all felt old. <laughs> like, you know, I know 18-year-olds that felt old for that. Right. And I'm sure, you know... I'm sure yeah, I'm sure we all yeah we all felt that way. So that that was you know that song I don't know for some reason the melody and just the um even though it's a, it's about something entirely different for some reason I just really that song just I wanted to do that. And then also just the the words between days. A lot, a lot of the time with my titles I'm really obsessed with titles of songs and albums mm. and things and yeah. I like really evocative simple short titles and between days is like how I felt about covid. Yeah. It felt like we were between days between the before and the after, and we just need to get through whatever the f- this thing is in the middle. Excuse my language. <laughs> it's all good. We have to get through whatever this thing is in the middle. Um, so that was the idea there.
0: Okay, that's cool. Yeah, for me, like the pandemic, it feels like one of the like the most unknown times, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we can't exactly say what's going to happen in three months or a month from now, you know what I mean? Totally. I think it's kind of evening out a little bit now, but it's still like just so much unknown is stressful, really.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very stressful, you know. Um I don't know if I have anything to add that'll, you know, <laughs> enhance Understand. people's yeah. understanding of COVID, but yeah, <laughs> but I I agree. Yeah it's, yeah. it's it's, you know, it's a lot, yeah. Jeez.
0: Mhm. All right, this has been Kiefer here in the studio again. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it and check out the latest album from him, he When There's Love Around. Is Thanks right? Justice, really yeah. appreciate it.
2: Thank you.